You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about the imminent return of Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming back. My name is Pastor Daniel, and I'm so excited that you are with me today as we study God's Word and be reminded of this important truth. Jesus is coming back for His bride. He's going to judge the living and the dead. Uh, This is not the end. There is a time when Jesus will rule and reign for all eternity, and heaven, our hope, is going to be a reality. We're going to see Jesus face to face, and we need these reminders. And so as I'm thinking about what the Lord is stirring in my heart and as I'm reading things and in scripture and in books and just walking with the Lord, um, I want to just share and give you an overflow of my heart and just pour out some things that I'm thinking about. And, uh, you know, Paul, he wants to make sure that we're reminded of this truth, that we understand Jesus is returning so we would live appropriately. Uh, I'm reminded of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. He says, I don't want you to be uninformed or ignorant brothers of people that have died that have fallen asleep and so you grieve without no hope Uh, the bible actually talks a lot about the second coming of christ uh, the eschatology the end of times and what that's going to look like and so it's no surprise that paul mentions the return of jesus throughout the book of first thessalonians in fact let me read a couple of verses to you to sort of get our uh, our our wills thinking about the, the second return of christ from Thessalonians, Paul just continually brings this subject up, this reality that we're going to see Jesus face to face, that he's coming back again. First Thessalonians chapter nine, verse uh, chapter one, verse nine, verse 10, it says, you turn from God, from idols to serve the living and true God. And it says, and to wait for his son from heaven. We're, we're waiting for the son from heaven to come and return. Who he raised, Paul said, from the dead, Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. There is wrath to come, judgment to come, but Jesus saves us, beloved Christians, from the wrath to come because the wrath of God was poured upon Jesus on the cross and we become Christians when we put our faith in Jesus and receive his righteousness because we trust that Jesus died for our sin. Paul brings this reality up with our salvation and wants us to live according to it. In chapter 2, he brings the topic up again. Chapter 2, verse 19 through 20. For what is our hope or our joy or our crown, our boasting before our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. He makes mention, he's talking about how you're living for Jesus. And he's like, well, what's our joy, our boasting, our reward, all this different stuff at Jesus coming. He says, this is not for you, for you are our glory and our joy. He understands serving the Lord and and winning souls. Proverbs says, who wins souls is wise. It actually matters for all eternity. And Jesus is going to come back. And he's boasting in the fact that he's living for God. He's making disciples. He's he's winning people over to the Lord. And he has joy in it because he's going to see Jesus face to face. In chapter 3 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13, it says, So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of his saints. Jesus is coming back with all of his saints, with his bride, to judge the living and the dead, to be the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and to rule for all all eternity. Uh, 
He's going to make the new heavens and earth. He's going to restore. There's there's this doctrine of the second coming. And Paul is saying, I, I want you to know about it. He mentions it again in chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. Then we who are alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, because of this, encourage one another with these verses. Now listen, when we study eschatology, the the... Uh, study of the end times, the end of the age, right? We should actually be encouraged, verse 18 says, that there is a reality that Jesus is coming back again. And this should affect our life here and now. It should give us comfort, hope, and even wisdom of what to do in the here and now because we've read the end of the Bible, Revelation, and we know there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And these are fundamental truths that we should live by. So much so, Paul is writing to baby believers, really. Remember, he planted in Thessalonica, this church. And so he was only there for three weeks. He planted the gospel. He got persecuted, went to Berea and then moved on. And so he's writing people back. Hey, I don't want you to be ignorant about death and about this and about that. Jesus is coming back and here's what it looks like. And here's how you can have hope. And here's how you can live for him. And this is about the, the rapture and being caught up and all this different stuff. And so some people say, well, what does that matter? I mean, I don't want to get into the whole rapture thing, the second coming, the pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, all millennial. Like there's, it's too controversial. How do we really even know? Does it even really matter? Well, let's just focus on the basics. Can I just remind you, this is basic Orthodox Christianity that Jesus ascended to the father and is going to return for his bride. There is a reality that Jesus is coming back and heaven is real. This is fundamental for our faith that we live in a reality and understand we've been saved from the wrath of God to go with him with eternity and dwell with him forever. Our sins are forgiven. This is important for us and it's found in this attitude, the imminent return of Christ that we believe Jesus is coming again, that he wants to understand and under us to understand that the kingdom of God is real, that he is going to rule and reign for all eternity. And so listen, the Bible talks a lot about this. And first Thessalonians talks about this, that we should live for Jesus as if he is coming back to rule and reign at any moment, having this doctrine of the intimate return of Christ. And so what I want to do is chapter five of Thessalonians talks a little bit more in detail of this reality of the imminent return of Christ. Verses 1 through 11, I just want to read it to you and walk you through a little bit of this subject because I think it's helpful. We don't know when we're going to die and we don't know when the Lord is coming back, but we need to live in this reality that we will die unless the Lord raptures us out of here and the Lord is coming back for his bride. And so verse 1, one, let's just pick up the text and read through this a little bit to just ponder and study and think about this. But concerning the times and the seasons, Paul said, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that's another word of Christ's return, so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. I think it's quite natural to want to know when will God 
return? When will he establish his kingdom? And when is this second coming? This is actually normal, I think, in my mind, but also we see it in the disciples' minds. When Jesus was talking about the end times, this eschatology, the study of the end times and the things of the end, um, in Matthew chapter 24, they straight up asked Jesus, like at the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, it says in verse three, and says, hey, Lord, hey, tell us when these things will be. And what will be the sign of the coming and of the end of the age? But Jesus clearly directs them and tells them in verses 36 through 51, listen, your focus needs to not be as much on the details because no one knows the day or the hour. Rather than the specific details, we're to focus on the Lord. And this is what Paul's saying. Hey, concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you don't need to write. You know that it's going to happen. So the question is, are you living according to, is it going to happen? Do you know the seasons, the times? Have you studied this? Are you thinking about it? Are you living as if this is a reality and understanding Jesus has revealed things to us? This is why Paul encourages us to live for Jesus and the here and now. In verse four, he picks up and says, but you brethren are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief, right? We should be expecting to meet Jesus when we die face to face. It's appointed for a man to live once and then be judged. Uh, Hebrews 9.27, I believe, says uh, we should expect that if Jesus says he's going to come back, right? I go and prepare a place for you and I will come back for you. Then we should expect that Jesus is true to his word and he's going to do what he says. So you, Paul says in verse five, are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, because of this, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Let this truth affect your life now. May you walk in wisdom, understanding Jesus is going to return. Verse 7, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk are drunk at night. But verse 8 says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet of hope and salvation. When we live in the reality of Jesus' return, we should be living by faith, we should be living and having a hope, and we should be living a life of love because this should affect our hearts. This should make us live for Jesus in the here and now. Paul is trying to get us to realize the end of our life will come and we don't know when, we don't know how, but there is great benefit to be on high alert because you and I, we can drift. But first John three, three says, and everyone who has this hope and him of God returning, of ruling and reigning and coming back for us, he says, purifies himself just as he is pure. You see, when I know that I'm going to give an account to God, it's going to affect the way I live right here. And now our, our life does matter. We need this perspective. And yes, there are controversy about how this, the details of what's going to happen, but Jesus says, listen, forget the whole times and seasons and when no one knows the day or the hour. Don't try to spend your time predicting that. Know the reality. Know the reality of returning. God wants us living in such a way that we won't be ashamed when he returns and he wants us to be ready. That's this doctrine of the imminent return of Christ. Nothing wrong with having an eschatology and understanding and having a viewpoint, but everyone should know that when we, uh, we will see the Lord again. And he will rule and reign for all eternity. He is going to return. And he wants us to live in this reality here and now. 
And so knowing his return is for our benefit. Remember when Paul said, like, I, I don't I write these things so you can have comfort. He says the same thing about uh, knowing that Jesus is coming back for the second time. Remember, he says that Jesus loves us. He cares for us. He hasn't forgotten about us. He's faithful to his word. Verse 9 and 10, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. I wonder, what would you do if you knew you only had five days to die? My guess is you would live differently, right? You probably wouldn't binge watch Netflix. You'd probably spend time more time with family. You do things that were more of a priority that you knew you couldn't get back that are the most important things. And yet, sometimes we live as if we have all eternity. But James says life is like a vapor. In fact, I was just listening and I just listened to this podcast called Terminal. It's the story of a, a church planner who has terminal cancer. And he planted a church while having this cancer. And he came to the fact of like, listen, we're all terminal. We're, we're all going to face Jesus. Mine is just designated a few years or a few weeks or months. I don't really know, but I'm going to live for God now and make an impact for the kingdom. I wonder what would happen if we had this mindset that we can make an impact for the kingdom now because we don't know how long it's going to be. This doctrine of the imminent return of Christ. It would make a difference. It does make a difference. Moses said in Psalms, I think it's Psalm 90 or 91, Lord, teach us to number our days so that we would walk in wisdom. Paul wants us to know the practical side of this knowledge and understanding is living for Jesus right here and now. For we did not get appointed to wrath, but we've obtained salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. And so whether we're awake or we're asleep, we're going to live together with him for all eternity. So let's live like that. And what does he say in verse 11? Therefore, because of all this fact that Jesus is going to return, comfort each other and edify one another just as you are doing. So God wants us to live with our priorities straight now and this reality that he will return. Listen, will you be ashamed if Jesus returned today? Would you be ashamed of his return? You don't have to be. You can be right with God today. You can live for God today. You could turn things around today for today is the day of salvation. Are, are you ready to meet Jesus face to face today to give an account? The Bible says you can be. Romans 10, 11 says, for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Are you believing in Christ? Do you believe in the second coming of Christ that you will see him face to face? And are you put your faith in him to not be ashamed? Believe and trust Jesus today for salvation, for hope, for life. This is why Paul says, put on the helmet of salvation, Man, put on faith, walk in love, be awake, awake, O sleeper. Don't just sleep. Don't just drift. You know the, the end. So confess your sins, man. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all righteousness. This is good news. Anyone and everyone can turn to Jesus today and have hope. And this is what that means when we talk about the doctrine of the imminent return of Christ. It should affect our life today. Jesus is coming back and we can live for him today in such a way that we have this reality affect our lives. And so may you be reminded of that. May you understand that God loves you. And this is a fundamental part of our faith that we have the hope of heaven and we live for Christ 
our King today. God, may you have your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, as he, Jesus taught us to pray. And may we live with a seriousness to this doctrine that we will meet Jesus face to face. Purify yourselves, saints. Live for God today. You won't regret it. He is worthy of our praise. And just, man, it's all over scripture. He's coming again. Praise God for that. So, man, may you be encouraged by that. May you pray through that. May you seek Jesus today. And as you do so, may you walk in wisdom, being filled with his spirit to just do the things he's called you to do. God bless you guys. And we'll see you in the next devotional.